I've always wanted to have somebody talk about the songwriting process. And I know that you're a co-founder and, and a co-writer and you guys have written some, some hit songs and some really meaningful music that has had a huge impact on my life. Talk about that process. How do you guys come up with these ideas and walk me through the process of, of writing a song? Yeah. So songwriting is sort of this weird, like dark force, <laughs> like a mysterious hobby, mysterious craft. It's mysterious work. It's sort of akin to, um, you know, if you want to find, let's say you want to go out and find some gold, uh, you'd probably be best to do that every day, you know, 10 hours a day when you're starting out. And then eventually you'll find some gold just because of the sheer hours you're putting into it. But it is weird, this idea that this has always scared me as an artist. It's always scared me as a songwriter. Somebody talked about this regarding Paul McCartney. They were like, you know, you give, say you give Paul McCartney a bass and you give John Smith a bass <laughs> and you both give them 10,000 hours, which is like this supposed rule, the supposed benchmark to become a master at anything, not just songwriting, but anything that's 10,000 hours. Um, one person becomes Paul McCartney and John Smith does not become Paul McCartney. What did the other person do that the other one didn't do? I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that, but there's that's what's kind of crazy about this job is that um, some people are gonna crack these codes, they're gonna decipher these codes and some people aren't. And it doesn't make someone a better artist than anyone. It's a lot of luck and it's a lot of uh, hard work and it's a lot of also like, you know, some bands might even be born into the wrong time period. Maybe if we're, this album came out 30 years ago, or if these albums came out 30 years from now, maybe they'd be more popular. Maybe I'd be still living with my parents at this point. Like, you don't know what's going to hit. I feel like songwriting in its most simplified form is just kind of walking up to an instrument and trying stuff. It's rarely that you have a great night of sleep, you have breakfast, you have the perfect cup of coffee, and you just show up to the instrument and you start writing something that is going to change your life. And what's crazy, too, with our profession, with our craft, is that a song idea, a really great song idea, you can go from nothing and then in like the span of five seconds to 10 seconds, you could have an idea, a melody, an idea for a song that can literally change the rest of your life forever. And that's crazy. And when you look at a piano, when you look at a guitar, something I really like about it is it's technically an even playing field. When you look at a piano, it's the same piano that Beethoven looked at. It's the same piano that... Tom York from Radiohead or That's Tom so Petty cool. or, you know, Neil Young. It's like when you see a guitar, it's the same six strings. What Metallica did and what the White Stripes did, what Nirvana did and what every band that's guitar heavy has done with the guitar and piano bands have done with piano. It's, it's kind of crazy, but it's, it's in that regard, it's an even playing field. It's just what people do with it. And I think I love that aspect about it a lot that you can go up to it and sort of put your own thumbprint on it, your own DNA. Um, yeah, like I said, like sometimes you're just like right now I'm on tour with my wife and two kids. And sometimes, you know, we'll be in our green room and the kids are kind of be playing and I'll go up to the piano and I'll record something that maybe is like literally 13 seconds. I'll save it as a voice memo and then we'll get off tour maybe 18 months from now, two years from now, whatever it's going to be. And then you go back to this Dropbox folder and you listen to these ideas and then those become eventually either Luke Veneer's ideas or other projects that I'm working on and it's that kind of it is that almost it is that boring I, I don't know I can't I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for a word 
or it, it is almost that simple. It's not like you drop acid and you're on this trip in the desert and you come up with this idea. <laughs> yeah. Maybe people have done that. I don't know. I've never done that. Um, yeah. And as cool as that story would be, I feel like it is very, there's just this fundamental aspect that like doing it with a clear mind and showing up every day um, is really important. And it's the only thing in my life I never really kind of got bored with like maybe when i was a teenager i got like really into golf for six months and then i would like hate golf and <laughs> you know maybe i really got into trying this thing out like skateboarding or something and i'd get you know sick of it and i've been doing this now really interested in music for probably going on 20 years and it's still like just as passionate just as strong which i'm really lucky to have that it hasn't just like gone away and it wasn't just some whim and temporary thing but yeah songwriting is really interesting i really love the behind the scenes stuff and sometimes it's just, you know, writing down a simple five or six word phrase and letting that sit. And then I, I like at the end of the day, I really truly believe that we're not really writing these songs, that we're capturing them from somewhere and that we're just trying to make sense of them. Like we have a song called Where We Are on our new album on Brightside. It came out this year. And I really feel like when the ideas were coming to us, it's just like, you try your best to do the best iteration of that song. And yes, you are technically writing it. And yes, you're obviously it's coming from your brain, but at some point it is kind of this almost like philosophical approach I take where I'm like, yeah, we are writing them, but I feel like we're just trying to make sense of them. We're almost like tuning into some radio station and trying to like get rid of the static and hear it and then be like, okay, well, that's the tempo. That's the key. These are the instruments as if it's been written before and like, this is the way it needs to happen. And the way it gets recorded is in my opinion, it's like probably as close to what it was supposed to happen as possible. And, um, you know, it's a pretty philosophical out there approach way of looking at it. But, um, I, I don't know. I think it's really cool. Like it's, it's really interesting. Like where do ideas come from? You know, again, that analogy of Paul's brain versus a thousand other people, who would never turn into Paul McCartney, no matter how hard they tried, no matter how much acid they took, you know, <laughs> no matter how many lessons they took, how much money they had to spend on good bases, whatever. It's a, it's a really interesting profession. It's really strange. And it's, um, it's really strange that, you know, it's like, if you look at it from a business standpoint, if you sell carpets or if you sell donuts or something, it's like, well, that's your product. We have a weird business model where like, we actually don't have our product ever ready until we go back into the studio and it's just assumed that we're going to make a new product <laughs> that's going to be good and uh you know i use that business model but it's i think we've been really lucky too that we've never ever made music that we thought well this is what we think people are going to like yeah not to say we have disregard for our fans but there's a there's a really cool producer his name's rick rubin <clears throat> he posted something i saw that said um if you want to please the audience ignore them. I think that's what he said. And I thought, you know, some people might be like, well, screw that. That's, you know, that's really rude to the fans, but I actually disagree completely. And I think that it's really wise and profound. I think what he was getting at is like, if you think it's almost like if you met someone and tried to become friends with them, or if you tried to flirt with a girl or something, it's like, if you get so far in your head about what you think that person wants, instead of just being your natural self, being your natural self, being your honest self wins 100% of the time, every right. time in every instance, I feel. And I feel like um, with songwriting, yeah, again, I think if you like 
tried to do all this market research to see what you're and see what the you know what's on the top 40 radio and what are, what do people like I just think it would be almost impossible to, to, to do that so I think with us it's been really fun just to make music that we really love and um, we've seen our fan base grow and grow ever since we came out with that first album now we have four albums and even like this the solo piano record I made called Piano Piano, I really am proud of it. I really loved it. It was like, it's instrumental music. It's so different from the Lumineers. And it was really cool to see people respond to it. You know, I think people really responded to it. Like, wow, this is really different. But again, I made it from an honest standpoint. I wasn't like, I think this is what our fans want. It just was like, I think this is really cool and I'm into it. And if nobody else is like, that's fine. I think this is really cool though. And it's been cool to see the, the response to it. So I think that that wins at the end of the day, just it sounds cheesy, but yeah, literally like not being yourself, but yeah, being yourself and just trying to, to make stuff that you feel is honest and sincere to you. I think that's the best thing you can do. For sure. I've always wanted to know, and never really had the opportunity to ask, is it crazy when you're, you're playing at a show and there's thousands of people singing along and, and then recognizing that all those fans have their own perception of what the song means. Like, I remember when I saw you guys, I had just gotten fired from like the sixth job in a row. I spent like my last 60 bucks or whatever, got a ticket to go see you guys. And there's that line. It's like, how do you pay the rent? Is it your parents? And my parents had like just helped me pay the rent for like the third month in a row. Um, I bet but, that made you feel like a piece of trash in that. <laughs> it really, it really did. I was like, it actually, it actually is my parents. Oh man, that was actually that was actually funny. Uh, Wes wrote that, and uh, I think I know who he's talking about. I'm not going to say who, but it was a friend that. <laughs> I think it was general, and I think that's really uh, why it's a great lyric that it could apply to a specific person, also a group of people. I think it just kind of pertained to people that. Um, not like you, not a person that got fired and was trying, you know, right. ferociously to get jobs and do it yourself. I think it was like more like maybe trust fund kids or people I felt, that... I felt the attack. I was ready to leave. Don't you Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's more like akin to people that like moved to Hoboken or moved to Manhattan right. and they don't really have a job and their parents are paying like, you know, $3,800 a month. Right. And it's like, oh, what are you doing in the city? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm looking for a job. And you're like, well, wait, what? So I think... Yeah. That's where that came from. But yeah, no, I think that... Is it weird to have people like reinterpret the... I guess just, just not to cut No, I think there. that's... I think that's... I think that's great. I mean, I remember, yeah. um, you know, my favorite band is probably Radiohead. And I remember uh, seeing a quote from an interview, Johnny Green with the guitarist talking about... He had said something to the effect of... He's like, I think that when people go to a concert, it's sort of a selfish, like not selfish endeavor, but like a selfish um, experience in that when you're seeing a concert and you're really getting hit by the music and you're being, you know, it's like almost overwhelming. You're probably thinking like, I'm feeling this more than anyone in this room right now. Yeah. This is like literally like for me, this is speaking to me on such a deep, profound level that nobody else is going to get it as much as I do. I was there by and myself too, which is like next level. That's bold. That's cool. I, love, I mean, I, I love it. it was, that's the best. Underrated, by the way. Like P PSA, while the Lumineers guys here, go see a concert by yourself. It's I've done that several times now. It's a, a meaningful experience. It's actually really good. At first, it's weird, but it, but then you're completely present in it. I could see that. I've gone a couple of movies by myself, and it, you take in the movie in a more almost profound yeah. way because there's the need to talk to somebody. Um, right. Because we're humans, but yeah, yeah. I think that. Uh, <laughs> 
No, that's really cool though. I think that, that people like taking it for what they need to get out of it, for what they want to get out of it. And that's happened to me too. Like I've misheard. Um, I literally was just talking to Stealth, our piano player at breakfast the other day. And he was singing a lyric from this Wilco song. And it's a lyric I really love. And what I thought Jeff Tweedy was singing was distance has a way of making love understandable. And it was like one of my favorite lyrics for like over a decade now. That's what I thought he was saying. And Stelz was like, that's not the lyric. The lyric is <laughs> distance has no way of making love understandable. And I was like, wait. And I was like, I don't care. I like, I like what I heard more. Like, I'm not going to like change what I thought. And like, I, I literally have been singing and thinking the wrong lyric for over a decade now. But I think that that's music. I mean, you hear what you hear, you take from it, from what you want. And I think that, you know, the same thing happens with TV shows and movies. Some people hate them and some people think like, wow, it just changed my life. And I think with music too, like you take a song and somebody might say, that's a really sad song. And other people might say, that's a really happy song. It makes me so happy. What are you talking about? I'm like, you know what? You're both right. Right. Who cares at the end of the day? If it does something for you, awesome. That's kind of the whole point of art is to move you, whether it makes you sad or angry or does this or that. I think that that actually is the point of art is to do something to you. If you listen to a song and look at a piece of art and you truly feel nothing, then the artist didn't do their job or maybe you're just dead inside. Either way. (laughs) One of the two. Either way, the thing that's supposed to happen did not happen. Yeah. 